podcasting from Knoxville, along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River. This is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today we continue our series of interviews in partnership with Webb School of Knoxville. Each student in the Introduction to Entrepreneurship and Design Thinking course will interview a local entrepreneur. In this episode, Cooper Everett, class of 2023, interviews Tracy Thompson, a serial entrepreneur. All right, so this is Tracy Thompson. He's an entrepreneur locally. And uh, so do you want to give the class kind of a brief history background of your work experience? Sure. Yeah. First, it's good to be back here at Webb. I, I, uh, both my kids went to school here, graduated a long time ago. And, uh, I was on the board here for about nine years. And so pulling in, I could not believe all the changes. So you, you guys and ladies are lucky to be at this school. It's such a, it seems like a college campus. But anyway, I moved here um, years ago. I'm not from I'm not from Tennessee, but when I got out of school, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I majored in business, and I went to work for a company called the Royal Industries. Have any of y'all heard of that company? The one person, two, yeah. So the Royal, we we make all kinds of medical products, and uh, I worked there about 15 years. And the thing that helped me become an entrepreneur is I had a chance to uh, do a lot of different jobs there. So um, I've spent 15 years there, and then I started doing my own thing. So I've done, I have uh, a lot of different small companies. I've sold five companies, but uh, I am a typical entrepreneur. I look for things that make sense and things that I think I'll enjoy, and uh, I jump into it. So uh, I've had, so to talk a little bit today, I've had a wide range of companies. So it's not just in one area. Medical is where I started and what I primarily do, but there's a lot of other things as well. All right, so uh, what made you want to leave your corporate job as CEO of DeRoyal and start a path as an entrepreneur? Well, I don't, nothing, there wasn't one thing that, that sort of led me to that, but I, after having all those jobs, um, there's a point where I wanted to jump out on my own. So I saw, um, you know, I felt like I had enough training and enough uh, experience to put my foot into something that I could own and operate on my own. And there was some pride in doing that. I wanted to have my own companies, so. And uh, what were the first steps you took in starting your first business? Well, I don't want to take much, it's a, it's a good question. I didn't want to take a lot of risk. So while I was employed um, without having a conflict, I also uh, started looking at companies that might be a fit for me. So I bought a company uh, out of Jacksonville, Florida, it was a small home health care company. We made products that would position patients <clears throat> so that they might not get a, something called a decubitus ulcer, which is also called a bed sore. So uh, uh, I actually owned that company before I decided to leave uh, Doroyal, but um, I felt like that was a nice, uh, safe way to put my foot in the water without too much risk. A lot of times you hear entrepreneurs tell you, you, you got to take a lot of, you know, you take risk. You can minimize that you know, if you're smart about it. So I wanted to have minimal risk. All right, so uh, how did your experience in the corporate world contribute to your success as an entrepreneur? Well, for me, uh, I started out in sales. I was a sales rep. And then I had a chance to manage people, which is really important. And then, uh, so it gave me a sort of some experience on what to look for and how to hire. And then I got into marketing, and then I got into finance a little bit, and then we were doing some acquisitions, so I, I had a chance to look at, you know, things you would you'd want to understand if you were going to maybe acquire a company, so buy a company. So I, I had a well-rounded 
uh, experience guy because they had about 15 different positions there. All right, so uh, so far, what has been your favorite company that you started? Uh, well, some of them paid off better, so those are always fun. But uh, probably my favorite company, um, I owned a bank for a while. I bought all the stock in a small community bank, and it's unusual for someone to own a bank. Usually, you know, so, so usually you deal with large banks or regional banks, but this was a small community bank, and I bought it because it was from the, the hometown where I grew up. This little bank was there in Virginia. So uh, when I purchased it, I decided to open some branches in Knoxville because I had a lot of contacts here. So it made sense to me that it worked. And, uh, and then you guys are all young, but in 2008 and 2009, that was a tough time in our economy. We had a recession. So uh, if you own a bank in 2008 and 2009, that's tough. But, um, but the joy of that was we created a war room. We thought about how do we pull out of this and continue to get good service and work our way through a tough situation. And we did it. So the, there was a whole lot of satisfaction in that. That was really, and I, I wasn't a banker, so I learned so much. I stretched a lot. I, I picked up a lot of new skills and um, and we we turned it around and it became a very successful small community bank. So that was, I had a lot of pride in that. Um, what is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? Um, so there's a whole lot of responsibility with being an entrepreneur, but there's a lot of freedom as well. So for me, um, um, you know, taking something and, and seeing it grow and develop and, um, I've had a lot of partners in my companies, so it's nice to, um, to, you know, have those relationships. We bring in young people all the time and we, we've had people that graduate from UT that work with us as, as interns and then go on and stay with our company. That's we've enjoyed that so right. um so when starting your own business what would you say are some of the most important things to keep in mind uh, <clears throat> if you're going to start a company you need to have you, you you should really have a good mentor i think for especially young people trying to if you guys graduate from college and you thought you want to start a company i would advise you to work somewhere for a while and get some good experience and then you need a good mentor you need somebody that'll hold your hand a little bit you need to make sure and put people uh, on your in your company payroll that do things you don't do well. So if you're not good at finance, find somebody that's really good at finance and add them to your team. If you're not good at sales and marketing, you better get somebody really good at that because that's sort of where it all starts. Um, so you know, make sure you've got a good team of people. And I always had partners. Our most of our companies, we uh, we would let people have some equity in them. So they they really became um, they really became partners instead of employees, and there's a big difference. Right. Um, so when you first started as an entrepreneur, what was your uh, ultimate goal, and has that goal been accomplished or changed since? Yeah, the companies we've had the goal the goal is always to make them successful. You know, you want so everything we started, we didn't really have a. a I didn't start a company thinking, oh, I want to grow this to a point and sell it. We did not do that. We, we would start companies, um, or I would, that I felt like I had some experience in. And it was just to create a world-class company. I mean, something that added value, that did well, that, that ran right, that was organized and clean. And we took care of customers. And those were things that meant a lot. And then if you, do, if you build that the right way, you know, the, having to divest your at some point 
is it just it just can happen because you build a good quality company. We never build a company thinking we're going to sell it, you know, in two years or anything like that. All right. Um, do you have any regrets or things you wish you would have done differently uh, as starting as an entrepreneur? I don't have any regrets. I, I mistakes I made is maybe not evaluating a, uh, an opportunity as as well as I should. If you if you all want to be entrepreneurs one day and you're you've had some experience with a larger company and you decide you want to do something on your own, you know, really understanding, particularly if you're going to have partners, uh, you need to understand as much as possible and do the deepest dive because a lot of times you can sell yourself just by being excited on wanting to do something. And um, it, it's really good to go slow, evaluate carefully. You know, there's people who tell you, everybody, if you guys take a business class, everybody's going to tell you, oh, whatever you think it's going to cost, double it. And however long you think it's going to take to get where you want to be, double it. There's a reason they tell you that. It's pretty accurate. So if you, if you want to do something one day and you think, well, I can start this for a certain amount of money, it usually costs a little more money and it usually takes a little bit longer. Uh, so... You know, those are things that you learn along the way. Right. Um, what steps do you go about when trying to find the right people to work with? Well, that's the most important thing you'll ever do. If, if you all ever start a company, you really need to be thoughtful about who you hire, how you interview them. So a long time ago, I had this mentor from Johnson & Johnson. Uh, he, he was a great guy. He's an older guy, retired, and I was about... Uh, 30 or 35, I can't remember, but th this guy um, w was so successful. He's the president of J&J, of, of a division of J&J, and that was a really well-respected Fortune 100 company when I was younger, and um, uh, he told me in interviewing, just remember this, if you're interviewing somebody and you'd be okay with them hanging out with your kids, your spouse, or your parents, you probably got a pretty good quality person. So think about that. You're also young, but you know, if you have kids, you're going to make sure the people that are around your kids are the best possible people because you love your kids so much. If you want them to be a great quality people around your spouse, and you want you want someone that would be kind and uh, polite to your parents. So if you can find those kind of people, those kind of skills, you you're off. You're at least at first base. You know you've got a good quality human being. So that's important. That's 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 uh, very important. Alrighty. Um, so as an entrepreneur, what have been some of your greatest successes and some of your worst failures? Uh, we, well, I was, before the class, I was talking a little bit. We used to own a software company. We wrote softwares that would schedule patients, doctors, their products for surgical procedures. So when you, if you all, um, have any of you ever been in, a, in an operating room in a hospital? Yeah, you have. So. Yeah. So if you go on a floor in a hospital where they do the procedures, you'll see a, a big screen on the wall. And on that screen, it'll have the patient's name, the nurse that's going to be in there, the doctor that's going to be in there, the time the room's going to be occupied and things like that. We wrote that software. That was our company uh, back in 1998, 1999. We sold it in 2002. It was a lot of fun. We had about 85 really interesting, educated uh people, a lot of programmers, and uh, and it was so, uh, you know, out of my wheelhouse, these programmers. I, I would go in their room and talk to them and be like, hey, how are you guys doing today? And they, their comment would be, pretty good, it's a little loud right now, though. So they, they're, it's a different breed of people, but that was a that was a great company, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoyed the bank, um, but my main background is, is medical, and 
We have three medical companies right now, one that does wound care products, one that does positioning products for surgery, and we have a generic pharmaceutical company. And all, all of those have been just so much joy because we're doing something worthwhile and they're all growing, they're healthy, and we have a great bunch of young people that work in them. So those, those have all been fun. I, I'll say this, I haven't had a job I didn't like ever in my, you know, I'm, uh, I'm an old guy now, but all, my, all these little companies I was involved in, I never had a job. I've been really fortunate because every job I've had, I sort of had a bounce out of bounce out of bed and couldn't wait to go to work. So, um, so all of them have been joyful. All right. Um, so, uh, you mentioned earlier that having a mentor is an important thing, and you mentioned, I guess, the guy from Johnson and Johnson. But do you have any other mentors that you can kind of? Well, I, I went to, uh, I've had mentors a bunch, but my, uh, I had a coach that was a great mentor for me. He was, uh, he was a big, larger life guy. I played basketball at this little big college, and uh, the guy was, uh, he, he would tell you when you shake somebody's hand, you know, you had to firm handshake, you have to look him in the eye. And he was a tough old guy, and, you know, those things sound a little corny to you guys probably, but I'm just telling you, when you go to interview with people, you should know their name. You should look them in the eye. You should tell them that you, you should thank them for the day that they spent with the time they spent with you. And you should tell them you want the job. And if you do those things, you'll put yourself in a pretty good position. But I had a mentor that taught me those things. Uh, uh, you know, I had, I had people here in all these jobs I've had that have, uh, like my first job at the Royal, the guy that owns that company, he, we work very close together. And so, you know, he was a good mentor. But yeah, I've had, I've had a few. Um, so. In your opinion, what are the most important core values someone should follow when starting a business? Well, you want to do it for the right reasons. I mean, make sure it's a good, make it sure it's something you really feel strong about, that you, you, you know, it's not, uh, I was always proud of medical because I felt like we were doing something worthwhile. Um, you want to make sure you get really good quality people. I mean, get good citizens. Don't, don't, you know, you want good quality people in your company, people that'll do a little bit more than, than you would expect them to do. People that are hungry and uh, kind and polite, all, all the basic stuff. But uh, we try to do, when we hire people, it's, we want to make sure the, the whole group gets along well. I, I had my number one goal every year at my bank, I mentioned this to you the other day, was everybody knew it. It was that everybody that walked through our door had a great experience, employees first, customers second. And I made sure they heard that because most people say, oh, customer's king, customer's king. It's true, but you better take good care of your employees. So um, we tried to do that. So um, <coughs> I guess you mentioned this earlier, but that selling your company when you start one is, has never been your ultimate goal, but you mentioned that you have sold five businesses. So how did, <coughs> how did you go about selling those businesses? They're all very unique. The, the software company, we were growing at a good rate, and so these bigger companies start to hear about you, and they see it as a, as a nice add-on to something they're doing. So we got purchased. Our software company got purchased by a division of GE called GEMS IT, GE Medical Systems IT, and they, they approached us. So I think you're in your best position if someone's calling you want to buy your company in terms of a, of a divestiture and a profitability. The bank uh, was interesting. I did not want to sell that bank, but um, I was playing golf with a guy from Alabama, and out of the blue, he tells me he's from Alabama, and he's, he's, he really wished he could find a bank in Knoxville, Tennessee to own. And I said, well, how bad do you want to own a bank in Knoxville, Tennessee? So we 
that night, I took him over to our, I have a branch. Uh, you all know where the Catholic church is, the big, the big new church? There? So that branch, that building right next to it says First U.S. Bank. That's my building. And that was my bank. Well, it was one of our branches. And uh, so I took him over there. We did a tour later today. And, um, and about six months later, they owned it because they really wanted a bank in Tennessee or I wouldn't have sold it. They really had to want it. So uh, I, I never really had a plan to divest of any of them. But uh, you know, just time it worked out. So. All right. So um, you have served on many boards on nonprofit businesses, Boy Scouts of America, Web, and a few more. How important is it for you to give back to the community? Well, it's it's it, you know I've been I've been very fortunate with my business thing. So it's, I mean it's 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 very important. I mean we live in a great community. Hey, this community is one of the most philanthropic communities uh, that you, that you can live in. It's just an awesome community. And so uh, I started getting on boards about you know fifteen or twenty years ago. But uh, I've I've served on a, a a lot of nonprofits here in town. I'm on a few right now. Uh, it's, it's been terrific and I think uh, you know if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you can give back then, then you you should do it so it's been good and I, I've, I've been on some great we've got some great organizations in this town nonprofits. alright so that wraps up most of my questions does anyone else have any questions alright the brother so uh, you mentioned that uh, you are on multiple boards and you own multiple companies. How are you able to manage your time and just like be able to balance all yes, that? Yes, great question. So uh, I've got partners almost in every company. Some things I own on my own. You know, I've got some real estate I own by myself. You know, just I own my family owns. But um, but I've got partners in almost every company. So you you know, my wife she'd go, "Gal, you're doing something else." And I would go, "Well, if I was going to do one thing." like run one company uh, and do it all, you know, be really involved and deep dive into it. You can do one or two things, but if you want to be involved in a lot of things, you got to have some partners. And so, you know, you had Cooper asked a question earlier about what's important. I was talking about really be careful who you hire, who you go into business with. Uh, I've been really, really fortunate in being associated with some great people and and uh, partnering with folks that I really respect and that have been great additions to things I wanted to do. So yeah, you couldn't do it if you know what I do. I could not do it without some partners. And I, I guess I, I have some terrific partners. Some young. I had a young guy that came to me and wanted to start a company. It was a. Um, it's, it's a long story. But I'll make it brief. We we all, I owned. A, I used to own a, own a home healthcare company called Meridian, and I sold it. And when I sold it, there was a product in there that was a, it was a viscoelastic foam that you could lay on an operating room table and the patient would not move. So they do a, a procedure called Trendelenburg where they tilt the table like this. Well, you can imagine, you know, if you tilt the table, an operating room table, usually the head's here. And they do this for a number of reasons, but the patient's going to migrate off the table. So we made, we had this foam that had kind of a sticky feel to it and you could lay it on that table and it wouldn't move. And then when the patient laid on it, they wouldn't move. So my buddy said, hey, I think, you know, would you mind if we, I'd like to try to start a company based around that one product. That would be my anchor product. And so um, I pulled that product out of the company before I sold the company. We launched this, this, this company. It's called Prime Medical now. It's a great company. We have about 35 products now. But he, he was a young guy that worked for me that wanted to do something on his own. So I, I helped him launch that. We're partners now. And he runs it. He does it. He does it all. But we meet every week. We talk about you know strategy and things we want to do, but but anyway, I couldn't do those things without a partner. Sorry for the long answer, but every company I have, except a few, 
I've got some key people in. And they usually own part of it. Not always, but I, I want it that way. You know, it, it makes a big difference. Alex, uh, where'd you go to college? I went to a really small school called Berea College in Berea, Kentucky. Uh, I'll tell you about the school. So I grew up on a farm. And where I grew up, we, we just did not have uh, uh, we So to go to Berea, you have to be a low-income family. You could not go to Berea if your family made a certain amount of money. And um, so um, I went there. My younger brother went there. Um, but it, it was a great place for me. Everybody that goes there has to work. It's a totally different experience than probably all of you folks are going to have when you go to college. Um, no sororities, no fraternities. It's a different, it was a different deal. Um, so my kid, my kids went to school here, and they went to TCU and SMU in Texas. And uh, you look at TCU? Uh, my sister is SMU. Uh, yeah, so my, my daughter went there. So uh, great school. Have you been out there? Yeah, I'm applying to TCU. Uh, way to go. Oh, you should talk to my son. Oh, I'm telling you, you will love it. Except yeah. they just let Gary Patterson go, which killed us. The football coach. Um, no, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, so again, what was the question again? College. Yeah, so Bria was my, Bria, Bria was where I went, but um, it was, uh, for me, it, it, it um, I look at where my kids went, and they had such a different experience, but mine was good. It got me, you know, it helped me sort of focus on things, and for me, I think that was the foundation to have a really good, strong work ethic. What did you graduate with? Uh, business management. Yeah. How long was your corporate job? The, my first job? Yeah. Uh, about 15 years. How long did it take you to work up to see it? Like, how many jobs did you have before you? I had 12 out? jobs. I said 15 minutes ago, it's 12. I had 12 jobs there. So I was a sales rep, then a train, a sales rep and a trainer, then a division manager, and then I had a, a big region, half the United States. And then I, then I moved here to be, uh, to be, uh, a vice president of this one group called the orthopedic group. It was an orthopedic, all types of orthopedic soft goods. Like, you know, if you ever see somebody in a, uh, in a uh, arm sling or knee immobilizer, well, uh, the, the Royal at the time, we were the, we, we I think even today, it was the largest orthopedic soft good company in the United States. So I ran that for a while and then, that, you know, I just kept getting opportunities. I had, and I tell you one thing I did, you guys should remember this. If you go to work for a company that's, you know, decent size, they've got these really interesting departments, and let's say you go in as a salesperson or marketing or finance, get to know those other departments. Go talk to them. You know, be inquisitive. I mean, ask, you, you want to stretch a little bit. So do your job and knock it out of the park, but go and get involved in some of the, ask, get to know who's running them, find out what they do, you know, educate yourself. You don't have to be in, if you start a company, you don't have to be an expert in everything, but y'all know a little bit about finance. Y'all know a little bit about marketing. Y'all know a little bit about sales. You ought to know a little bit about manufacturing. Y'all know a little bit about, you know, warehouse, inventory control, accounts payable, accounts payable. You need to know some of those things, and uh, it'll just help you run a better business. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you like to hike and stuff, but what other kind of things do you like to do in Golf. the time? I'm a golfer. I'm a golfer. Right. And you, any of you all play golf? I play a little bit. Yeah. Hey, golf, golf, golf is a great sport for a number, number of reasons, but uh, it's also a great sport for business. So I sold a bank because I was playing golf. So, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a great way to meet people. Usually people on the golf course are very kind, polite. It's a professional sport where you, there's a lot of manners still involved and 
a lot of, uh, uh, but it's a great thing to do with customers. I mean, it's, it's a great sport. Go to go swing a club, get a little gun. I play basketball. I play, I don't play that much anymore, but golf is what I do now. And I still hike a lot and I like to fly fish. Mm -hmm. I do. I like everything. All right. Uh, anyone else have questions? I mean, you talked about equity. Um, how do you go about deciding who gets what when you're starting a company or after you buy it and yeah. you're looking for partners, yeah. team leads? How do you decide? Yeah. It, it, it's a great question. It's hard doing. It's been different. Like at iPath, we uh, it was roll along and it was doing pretty well. You know, we we're making money, and so um, I decided. Actually, that mentor I had from J and J, Bill Clark's his name. He told me about this whole thing of the whole notion of phantom stock. So. I had, everybody in our company had phantom stock. And every quarter we'd go in a room like this, we had a big board and we they could see exactly what, what we sold for the month, what we made, we shared, we were wide open, we shared it with them. But what happened, what I noticed as soon as everybody got phantom stock, they started, you know, we could rent a van and drive to Nashville and fly to Nashville a lot less expensively than flying out of Knoxville. And so it, it's interesting taking someone from an employee to a partner is a, is a great, you know, really interesting concept because, so for that one it was, um, Phantom stock. In some of the other companies, uh, you know, I, I've got some young people. When I say young, I'm talking, you know, 30 or 40 now. But they, uh, uh, depending on the situation and what they're bringing to the table, you know, we, we've worked it out where they've had, had some ownership. Uh, but it's all different. I mean, every, every company's been different on how we've done it and based on what we needed. And, but I've really enjoyed, so some of these people, you know, it's really joyful when the company works and you see someone that, might not have that opportunity somewhere else, have a chance to get speculative, you know, make, make some, they become much more involved and interested. They ask a lot more questions, you know, it's, it's good. So in the case of phantom stock, is this sort of a way to achieve like profit sharing where you oh, would yes. go through the reports and say, hey, this yeah. is, it's not actual equity if the company sells all the equity yeah. to the partners. You know, it's almost, phantom stocks, the word phantom is interesting, but I mean, so phantom stock, you, it's as if you own the stock you don't. If we divest and sell, you don't own any stock. If we, you know, you're not involved in, in uh, doesn't give you voting rights and things like that. But in terms of profit, you own a percentage based on what your phantom stock is. You, or you own a percentage of those profits. And we, we tied ours to tenure and job title and things like that. But we made sure everybody in that company had some phantom stock, regardless of what they did. I mean, everybody... Everybody, they always—it was—it was really interesting to see the morale and what happened when we did that. It was fantastic. Yeah. So you uh, own the Zenevo Chocolate Company, and that's—is that that's sold in Pilots, right? Yes. So how did you go about getting your product into big mainstream stores? Like well, Big Jim was in here, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> that'd be a thrill to have that guy sitting here. But uh, you all were fortunate. Ted Jim has them sitting here. That's, that's a big deal. That was that was awesome. No, I knew some folks at Pilot, and we 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 own a little company. Y'all know? Have y'all ever heard of Eddie's Health Shop? Oh yeah. Okay, so Eddie's my partner. Uh, we we make uh, some protein bars. It's called Zenevo. We make energy squares that are sold on the counter of all the Pilots. It's called Driving Energy. It's equivalent to about a cup and a half of coffee. We make melatonin squares. We make uh, immunity squares that uh, help you, you know, boost your immunity. Um, we got a number of other things, but um, uh, to get in pilot, we, you know, we we had some contacts over there. We called them. We talked about you know the how it might work, and it, it's been a great product for them. They actually put us on their front counter, so when you know it, it helped our it helped us quite a bit because people are walking by, sort of a 
you know, uh, the painter bill, and you look down and see this driving energy, and it, it promotes us. If you guys stop and pilot, be sure to get you some driving energy. <laughs> so, this is a question you might not know the answer to, but do you see retirement anywhere near in the future? Well, I, I don't do as much as I used to do already, but I love, like, I love our employees. I love our people. My son works with us now, and some of, one of my partner, his son, works with us. Um, so, you know, your roles change as you get older. So, you know, I'm, I'm not as, uh, my roles are definitely changing, but, uh, but uh, I, I don't think I'm your typical retiring person, you know, where you just, one day you're done and you don't work anymore. So, so uh, I just kind of adjust what I do a little bit. So in that process of transitioning out of working a little less, how have you gone about like trying to find successes? take your spot well we so we've been doing that all along my son moved back here from texas you know he's involved and then i've got a, in our farm company my partner's son and my son are involved in that um and then you know dave holiday is a young guy that <laughs> he's 50 he's young to me dave 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 runs one of the companies it's you know he's he owns a significant part of it and you know he does that I, uh, all of them are set up so that we've got a nice process to you know keep them healthy and growing um, yeah all right well does anyone else have any final questions uh, is this all juniors uh juniors and seniors so you guys seniors or juniors yeah where are you going so you're tcu where are you looking at uh i'm looking at a lot of places are you like old miss like old miss. miss is my favorite yeah yeah all right you what year are you Old Miss and UT. I'm a senior. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, senior too. Uh, Kentucky, South Carolina. Go Big Blue. There you go. What, what about you? What year are you? Going to Tech, Rutgers. For me? Going to Tech, Rutgers, Virginia Tech. All right. Way to go. Any of you guys majoring in anybody majoring in business? Awesome. Got three right there. Way to go. So. Um, that's, that's awesome. Way to go. So, so uh, dig in and, you know, hey, guys, get a mentor. You know what y'all do in the summers when you're, are you coming back here for summer maybe? Get a job with a company as an internship and, and just be a sponge. Soak it up. It'll, it'll really give you an edge. It'll help you when you go interview also. I'll mentor you. Pardon me? I'll mentor you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Anything else? So I think that's, I mean, that's great advice at the end, right? Find a company that's interesting to you and then talk to everybody there. Oh, yeah. This is the best time to do that. As a student, people are, oh, yeah, let me show you everything about my job. Oh, yeah, you guys, young people, if you get at the right company or, you know, someone that wants to really help you, they they love helping young people. We do it. We have people that work with us all the time. Hey, I'll tell you a real funny story real quick. We had this young guy from UT. Can I do it? I get enough time to do it? Okay. We had this young guy from UT. He was a logistics major. His name's Walker. And my partner called me and said, hey, you know, I want you to know I'm thinking about hiring this guy, uh, Walker. He's coming over. He's, he's going to be an intern for us. And I said, you know, so, you know, I want people that are going to work hard. And so he calls me because, oh, you're not going to believe it. The kid showed up late the first day as, uh, as his intern. And I said, well, hey, just call him in, be polite, but just move him on. I, you know, we're not going to deal with it. He goes, we're going to hear the story. And I go, well, what's the story? And he goes, his car broke down. He borrowed his friend's bike and drove it from UT campus down here. You know, so that kid was a superstar all of a sudden. You know, so he he graduated and you know he's been with us ever since. We promoted him twice. Now he's he's very involved in our company in a couple of companies, but um, it all happened because he came. He wanted to be an intern. He just approached us and 
you know, we, we, he was a nice, polite young guy. And so it worked out great. Um, so, you know, get, get, if you can in the summers, get it. If you, if you're interested in business, get with a nice bit. There's all kinds of opportunities for interns. Get, get with the company and even, even request, say, Hey, if I get a chance, can I work in some different departments? They'll, they'll love it. They'll, Oh yeah, sure. So yeah, do it. Well, okay. Something I said earlier is, is announcing in the interview something as simple as, I want to work here. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised how many yeah. people leave that out. Because, of course, you're looking at lots of different things. They know that. You know that. Yeah. But telegraphing them your intention of, like, I, I would love to work here. Oh, yeah. And the favorite line I ever heard in an interview is someone just said, I like to work hard. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is good news. We like yeah. to also. It's yeah. great now. Let me tell you something. Interviewing is hard. You, so you got a long way to go. You're young and you got many years. But now listen to this. I'm telling you, this will help you. When you get ready to interview, practice. Get somebody that and make practice. Let them interview you. Let them ask you tough questions. But I'm going to tell you something. When you get finished that interview, listen to me. Do this. You you stand up. Whoever interviews you, you make darn sure you know their name. Call them Mister or Miss. Say their last name. Shake their hand, and you tell them you want the job. And if they give it to you, you won't let them down. But you have to mean it. You gotta mean it, and it'll it'll separate you from most people interviewing. Most people don't do it. I love it when somebody tells me, "Hey, Mr. Thompson, you give me a chance, I'm not gonna let you down." I want them to mean it, though. I don't want it to be wiffle dust. I want it to be serious. But if you believe that, tell them because you're gonna be up against maybe 20 other people trying to get a job when you graduate. It's tough to get jobs, so good jobs. So if you want to, if you're gonna compete. Knock it out of the park. Tell them you want the job. Tell them you won't let them down. But you have to mean it. You have to, and then you got to deliver. But if you, if you, if you really want the job, you make darn sure they know it. Well, what's interesting is this famous Tennessee story applies at every level. So when Peyton Manning, right, was going to be in the draft, and he talked to the head of the Indianapolis Colts, he said, "You, you pick me as your quarterback. I'll win Super Bowls for you." Wow, strong statement. Hey, I'd hire him. And it's like, what, what, what yeah. does the owner want? Yeah. Wants to win Super Bowls. Yeah. That's what pretty, they're pretty winning. Good, pretty, good, uh, sure. pretty good line for him. Yeah, it worked out. It's a good hire, yeah. yeah. He backed line. it up. One hey, you meant it. You meant it. You know, he did. Okay. Yeah. 100% all yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah, you bet. Much hey, appreciated. Thank you all. Good